Hi everybody, welcome to episode 18 of Team Talk. Um, so this week it's going to be looking at the uh, the biggest and the, the most fierce rivalries in world football. Um, we've then obviously got the off script section, which we have every Tuesday, and then we'll finish with the, with a few questions as usual. So we've both done a little bit of research on this. Um, I'm going to kick it off with uh, this sort of three that jump out at me, because I didn't want to go to the sort of South America, because I'll be honest, I don't know much about it, so I feel... To talk about it would be a little bit hypocritical. I don't really know too much about it, so it would have had to have been just loads and loads of research. So I basically looked at three. So the first one being the the El Clasico, which is obviously Real Madrid versus Barcelona, and obviously they're the two top teams in Spain. They've got all the best players, so when they play, it's quite it's quite fierce. It gets quite dirty. Um, but I wanted to actually look at why they sort of have that rivalry, and is it just the fact that they're the top two in Spain? But it's um, there's a lot of politics behind it. Apparently, Madrid represents sort of the Spanish nationalism, and Barcelona is more the Catalan. Okay. So that gets quite fierce, and that's why there's a bit of a when they get called up to the Spanish national team. I mean, I think a few of them haven't got in the Spanish national team because of that. Um, and also, well, I didn't know. Interesting fact that the two largest cities in Spain, so there's sort of that reputation there as well. But I think it's more politic driven than anything else. But then, obviously, like I said, you've got. Messi, Ronaldo, there was Jose versus Pep. There's such a rivalry there where it's um, it's one of them games you kind of have to watch, but sometimes they're rolling around, they're trying to get each other sent off. They're, they're cheating. They're, they're, I've never seen so much cheating happen in a game than when I watched the El Clasico. Hmm. Um, but obviously then there's so many memories. You've got your Ronaldinho, you've got Raul, David Beckham. It's such a big game and it's one you sort of have to watch just because of the number of superstars in the game. Um the next one I sort of looked at was the old firm, uh, Rangers Celtic. Um, and I know it was sort of religious. It's sort of religion-based, why the rivalry is so big. And again, top two teams in Scotland. But I wanted to have a look at the history a little bit. And apparently in the 19th century, there was loads of immigrants come over from Ireland. There was a 25%, around 25% were uh, uh, Protestant and the, the other 75% were Roman Catholic. So apparently that's where this sort of rivalry stemmed from. And it's just a bit of a coincidence that they went on to be the two sort of top teams in Scotland for such a long period of time. You could argue Rangers have dropped off a little bit and they get relegated or something due to administration. They went and got to start again, didn't they? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, I didn't want to talk too much on that one because it's not one I'm too familiar with, but I think it's one you have to mention because it's such a big derby. And if you literally Google <clears throat> world's bi- uh, football's biggest rivalries, the old firm's there. You could argue Celtic and Rangers aren't great teams, but the rivalry is world known. So I felt I had to mention that one. Uh, and then the last one I sort of wanted to look into, and again, it's on that list, bit of a rubbish name, the Northwest Derby. <laughs> so you've got the El Clasico, the old firm, and then you've got the Northwest Derby, uh, which is obviously Liverpool against Manchester United. And I think whilst the El Clasico sort of politics, the old firm's religion, the Northwest Derby, I think it's just pure reputation. The two biggest teams in English football, most trophies, um, the two most successful teams in English in sorry, domestic and European competitions. I just looked at the sort of stats on on honours. I mean, Liverpool nineteen league titles after the one they just won. United still on twenty. Liverpool mm. six European Championships. United have got three, and the total is sixty four for Liverpool, sixty six for Manchester United. So that rivalry is going to go on for some time. And as a Manchester United fan, I wouldn't say that Liverpool is our biggest rival. I think it's it's time dependent. When I first started getting into it, it was that Jose Mourinho's Chelsea team. That was a, such a big game for me. And then 
as it went on a little bit, Arsenal started getting close and, and Liverpool had the period, but then Man City come in. So I think it is sort of time dependent. But yeah, the Liverpool-Manchester United derby is probably one of the biggest in English football. Um, but Matt, I don't suppose you've got any thoughts on on the on the derbies? Yeah, the Liverpool-Man United one goes beyond football. Yeah. You know, I mean, you talk to either, they've got family in Manchester, they hate Liverpool. I think that's more for local. I personally don't have anything against Liverpoolians. And, and again, I'm sure a Liverpool fan from Korea wouldn't have anything against Mancunians. <laughs> Korea, I'm just saying it's the random place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right for the local teams, but for worldwide fans, I don't know if it's fan personal, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they take it so much uh, so much more seriously abroad, though. Like, you talk about the Barcelona and Real Madrid. Like, when uh, Ronaldo went from... He obviously went to Inter Milan in the meantime, but mm. going to Real Madrid after playing for, for Barcelona... They were on the streets, with, with literally, with pitchforks out, flares. He was risking his life every time. Yeah, It wouldn't happen here. Do you know what I mean? Nick Barnby, I think, went from Everton directly to Liverpool all them years ago. And he, the math. Tevez to City. Was Tevez to City. Again, there's anger. Yeah. You're annoyed, but... You know, you, you, you can go to Aldi. Yeah. You can go to your food shop <laughs> on a Saturday night if you want to. Exactly, exactly. But I think Saviola as well. Do you remember Saviola? Yeah, yeah. He, really. he went from one to the other and that there was a big uproar there as well. I just, I just think it's something you don't you don't do. And I think even as a footballer, yeah. in Italy, there's some big rivalries in Italy, but they do tend to jump from big team to big team. You've got players that I mean Zlatan's probably played for everyone. Yeah, all the top all the top <laughs> Italian teams, yeah. I think the managers jump around Italy as well. Yeah. You know, I remember that that nineties, that two thousand phase, they were they were just doing the rounds and doing the rounds. Um but yeah, I mean, the, you know, the, the rival is. I, I think it's. Do you reckon it's the uh, you rival the club, or do you reckon it's the fans that you rival with? Because you know, when I was growing up, obviously I'm a Wednesday fan. Mm. Growing up in Nottingham, where's his biggest rival, Sheffield United? I didn't really care mm. about them, and that was because I didn't live in Sheffield. I was bothered about Forest. Yeah. And Wednesday, they're not. They're not statistically a, a rival with Forest, but because my mate supported Forest. That's who my rival was. And when I moved to the first game of the games I looked for in the season, when are we playing Forest away? That was the game. When we moved to Sheffield, all of a sudden, I stopped really caring that much about Forest. And then when I was looking at Sheffield United, I started hating them a bit. But I used to work in a, in a shop and then I remember some Sheffield United fans had come in and they'd be wearing their, their shirts. And I'd be looking at them thinking, you look like me. <laughs> you're talking the same language as what I'm saying you know I can see that you're using the same currency there's something not right about you <laughs> and it were that right. and I think it's it's the fans but now we've, we've moved out of Sheffield again I'm not I'm not that bothered again about Sheffield United and I think it's the fans like if Liverpool signed Messi Liverpool's another club that I don't particularly like but that is just because of some of the actions of their own fans. And if Liverpool signed Messi and Ronaldo and signed them right now, I wouldn't be that bothered. If they signed Messi and Ronaldo right now and the fans started bragging about it, I'd have a problem with that. So I think that maybe there's an argument that you possibly rival the fans rather than the club. I think it does ignite something because uh, I'll, I'll be honest here, obviously, I'm, we're from Nottingham. I don't live near Manchester. don't tend to visit too often. But obviously, the office I work in, this not in Forest fans, yeah. is a Derby fan. Now, the Derby fans, all right, football wise. He, he's very mind. honest. I'm he, the same. He'll, he'll tell it how it is. 
the Forest fans yeah. love giving it out. So not that we're going to be playing Forest anytime soon, it's two separate divisions, but yeah. I kind of used to like Forest to do okay. I kind of want Forest to lose now just because of them. That's it. And do you know what? Do you know what as well? This just I just thought of this. My my brother and my cousin like <laughs> to give it the big one about Newcastle. I've got no problem with Newcastle. But because of them, I really hope they lose. Is that bad that I'm thinking that? Like, when we play them, I want to win. That rivalry's there more now because of my brother supports them yeah. than, than if he didn't. I don't think I'd be that bothered about the Newcastle game. So I think it's a good... Uh, it's crazy, that, isn't it? That just comes in with you. If your football team loses, that's it. I've got one over on you. We've had nothing to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't, we ain't masterminded this. But I've beat you. So. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about as well is uh, I was looking at... Um, just how far some rivalries go mm. and all this information that i've got in front of me I, I i just did it off my own brain but i did start looking at like the craziest derbies and stuff and two things come to mind here which is incredible one is that south america south american uh, derby mm. Boca juniors versus Red Plate. Yeah, so. i've got a mate of mine he's not into football at all crazily um but he went traveling around south america and he went to a game right unbelievably he told me a story he met a girl there and um, he was in the he was in the stands watching the game, and before the game started, he said there was like a a row, like ten seats down, and like twenty seats either side of him. So that's like what two hundred seats mm -hmm. empty, nice. and he was just sat in the middle of it, and he thought, "Oh, I've got a brilliant view here, and <laughs> it's fantastic. Can't look at this view." So I've paid all this money, and he looked to the left, right, and I'm not joking here. Mm. There was about two hundred fans there, stood up. All squinched together. And he looked to the right. There was another 200 fans from opposite sides. One was Boca, one was River Plate. And they were ready to charge at each other. He'd gone and sat right in the middle of that. Now, that would not even be allowed. Obviously, obviously, he moved when he realised what was going on. But that, that wouldn't even be allowed to even be considered in this country. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. But just saying that even that, that's going as far as the club, the stewards, they know just how serious people are taking this. Yeah. And another thing as well that I've looked at, Genoa versus Sampdoria, mm -hmm. right? It's not the most popular rivalry, probably. Never going to watch that game on TV. But, um, obviously, I'm quite interested in Italian football. Apparently, they take it so seriously there, they, um, they even go as far as drawing up and acting out mock funerals for the other team, right? Imagine the oh, effort. Nice. Like properly as well, get the hearse in, get the vicar involved. I'm serious, get everyone involved. And the effort that must take to, to go against your rival fan, that you, you've got to respect that because we don't do that here. Do you know what I mean? We, we just sit here and you know make fun of each other and call each other nasty names, troll them on the internet a bit, stick two fingers up to them, and then 10 minutes later, we're sat here doing a podcast together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's all love. It's all love. Um, yeah, do you remember seeing a? There was this was only a few years ago. A, a manager became a manager of an op opposing. Team. I don't know if it was in Turkey or something. And the fans got into the press conference. They made him take. He wore the shirts, his club shirt. They made him take the shirt off in oh, the yeah. press conference. Oh my god! Like, it's, don't get me wrong. It's it's nice to have rivalries. You, for ninety minutes, you, you you're giving it the big one and. I mean, I went to Notts County game once. I think we played Swindon. The away fans weren't far from us, and you're giving it the big. You just—it's just something you do. I'm not a County fan. I don't <laughs> care about Swindon, but 
do you know what I mean? When it's all said and done, you, you, do you know what I mean? You want to bring your kids there. You, you don't need, it doesn't need to go to that level. It doesn't need to be personal. I think that's where you need to draw the line. Yeah. You can give banter, you can make fun, you, you can be happy your team's doing well, you can be sad they're not doing well. But I think you need to make it not personal and definitely not physical. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's um, that's all I sort of had on the on the yeah, football, yeah. the fiercest football rivalries. But I think uh, I think the old firm ones are pretty. If you watch the actual matches, they they like to get quite stuck in. I think you've got obviously Nottingham Forest Derby is one close close to home as well. I wouldn't say um, the Forest Derby. I mean, obviously, probably Forest and Derby fans listening, but I wouldn't say that rivalry or any English rivalry comes anywhere near to the old firm, comes anywhere near to any of these South America. What the Turkish thing you've just said, they take it. It is their life. Yeah, I mean, for, like I said, they, they sat together every day at work. I mean, <laughs> chat, they, they were actually really good mates. But when it comes down to the football match, it's you don't you don't talk to each other. You're not friends during that 90 minutes. So, uh, yeah, sort of an interesting interesting topic there. You want to move on to the off script? Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Everybody, welcome to Off Script. Uh, this week it's uh, it's Matt's topic. So Matt, completely off script, quick chat, 10-15 minutes. What you got? So I think <clears throat> it will be really interesting after players retire. Okay, because you always hear stories about what do you do after football. If they created like a veterans league. Okay. Okay. I'm not talking about an eleven aside filling stadiums, but you had like a five aside kind of league where three mm. substitutes. You, I don't know if you remember, but you remember that Masters tournament that used to be say, on there? I love, I love that. Idea. That was incredible, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And But I'm not talking about just like a one-off tournament. I'm talking about a proper league because you've seen videos of like Paul Scholes still playing football and players, they come out of town and go and play in the lower leagues. They obviously still want to do it, still keep physically fit. You talk about the impact that would have on their mental health. Mm. All the players after football, Lee Hendry, for example, gone completely off the rails, unfortunately, and thankfully he's back on it now, but... He said it was the, the thought of not playing anymore. He struggled and then obviously had his gambling stuff. This would be a way to continue to allow fans to see their heroes and allow people to stay fit, not lose that dressing room banter. There'd be more opportunities for coaches in the game. Yeah. It would allow people to still get paid. The fans would love it. In, imagine that in, in a stadium, but in like a five-a-side arena or something, Sheffield Arena or Nottingham Arena or whatever. You could have a beer, in, as long as you didn't go crazy, you could have a beer in your hand watching the game. It would be a completely different experience. And people would take it so seriously. And I just think that's that's an opportunity, really, that, that I think someone needs to have a look at because there's so many footballers that afterwards, they just kind of disappear and they go off and sometimes they do other things. Sometimes they just, they just go mad. Sometimes you never hear from them again. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. I just jotted down, you mentioned the, the Veterans League. You've got the under 18s in the 23s the premier league maybe then do like a veteran each club has their own veterans team of even if it's five six aside whatever it may be yeah. and like you said depending on the sort of um depending on the sort of revenue they get and the sort of attraction they have and i'm not being funny right now i'd rather watch gigs and skulls at the minute than award our first team exactly so they could still get paid and don't get me wrong they're not going to be on three hundred and fifty thousand pound a week but oh, no. they could still get paid a wage where they can still maintain the and they haven't got to go and do something else or worry about doing something else and it could be like a 35 plus or a, a 40 plus and you play until you don't want to play anymore exactly play to whenever yeah and and it, like i say it just, it just keeps people in the game it keeps people together but 
properly regulated. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you have you can have transfers, you can have training sessions, maybe not as long a grueling season, but the fact that it, it could be indoors and a five-a-side pitch would eradicate any, any weather issues. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that would be a really good thing. And I can't believe that no one's actually looked into this and thought, do you know what, there'd be an opportunity. Because not every player is going to sign up. Some go into management, some go into TV careers, but there's got to be enough. There'd be enough to do it. And do you know what would be good as well? I don't know if you thought about this. Do you know, every now and again, if your first team gets an injury, you bring a player up from the under-23s. Or Imagine, a, I'll use Skull as an example, Imagine centre midfielder gets injured and you've got a couple of them playing in your veterans team and you want to bring skulls down. For, you could bring the player back to play. Oh, my God, that would just be incredible. Be. Man, I think you're uh, I think you're on something. Can I... we copyright this? <laughs> be, do you know what as well? I don't know if you, you mentioned it, didn't you? We, we've started noticing every time we do a podcast yeah. on a certain topic, whether it's, I don't know if we can name them, but there's a lot of different uh, media outlets that, are, that follow up and do the exact same thing we've done. Very shortly after it's been released. So oh, yeah. we're, we're copywriting this. I don't know how we can do it. And I don't know if me just shouting the word copyright at the microphone is doing it. I like the but, fact um... that you're pointing at the microphone as well. <laughs> it's like you. <laughs> it's you that's doing this. You, babe, you don't do it again. I'm, I'm going to come after you. <laughs> but no, you're right. Like we were on about the Ronaldo stuff. And then obviously they bought a kit out. and said that on one of the first episodes. Yes, yeah. Messi staying. It was on the um, it was the BBC, wasn't it? Put uh, our England on the verge of a golden generation. That was our last That's episode. Ago. They did the World Eleven. Uh, I was World listening 11. to a certain radio show on the way to work the next day. World Eleven. I was <laughs> like, what is this? Just yeah, but no, the veteran these last. That's um really really good idea. I I'd watch it, mate. I'd watch it. I'd I would rather pay it. fifteen quid than I would for United Newcastle next week. I'd rather do fifteen pound a year on my Sky subscription and get. Sky Sports Veteran League or something something like that. Exactly. And the thing as well is is that could become a different kind of football fan. So you'd get your more relaxed football fan, a bit more nostalgic. You'd feel more comfortable taking maybe your family. It could be a whole day out there. Yeah. You're not stood in the rain. And fair enough, you know, that's part of the experience and that we love that. You know, sitting in the rain, the cold, supporting your team. But do you really want to put your wife and your kids through that? Maybe you just want to go on your own with the lads. You could take your wife and kids to this and... Go on over, make, make a proper night out and it could be a proper experience. Yeah, they could do like a media thing, meet and greet after with his pictures, exactly. autographs. And... The opportunities there are endless. And if you take out the mental health thing, which is obviously a massive thing, a massive thing, that. but the physical side of it, you've seen the state of some of these players. Neil Woodock, yeah, you've seen the state of him. I don't know if you've watched yeah. that show, Harry's Heroes. <clears throat> yeah. They took weeks to get into physical shit and he couldn't do it. I'll be honest, mate, they weren't even in physical. No, they, they weren't were... even in decent shape at the end of it. Exactly. They were just, uh, I think they won the last one. Yeah, they did. They played that Mets team, didn't they? Where they had Pires, if you remember. And uh, Pires had kept himself in shape. Most of the European players do. It's just mm. us. The Germans, the Germans looked in good shape when they played that. Exactly. But it, it, it just it stopped all that, you know, and all you stop people dying earlier. And it, it such, such a positive thing could come from that. Yeah. And it's certainly a better idea than pay per view football. I don't know if you've seen that this week. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, all my brother mentioned it to me, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, because they've been showing all the games for free, aren't they? Yeah. Which they should do. Everyone's struggling. Everyone's losing everyone's their jobs. Struggling. Everyone, well, most people are at home. They're either furloughed or unemployed. Um, yeah, let's let's show one live games. Do you know what? Kudos. That was such a good thing yeah. for them to. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, yeah. You've had your fun. You've had your fun. Yeah. <laughs> enough's now, enough now. Enough's enough. Fourteen ninety-five <laughs> per match. Do you realise if if again it. If United aren't on three out of four games in the league, that's 45 quid it's going to cost me that month to watch the game. Yeah. Are you joking? Exactly. And the thing is as well, if that was for the lower leagues, because the money, the Premier League aren't struggling. 
you know what I mean, financially. Not like the lower leagues. The lower leagues are struggling so much that they're nearly going out of business. Mm. I'm not saying if it was the lower leagues, it would be right. But I'm saying if it was the lower leagues, you could at least kind of make an argument that, look, we have to do this. You wouldn't be as annoyed exactly. as the lower leagues. And I because think the point is you just made the lower leagues, uh, the, the clubs are going out of business. Sure. The Premier League clubs, okay, they're making a loss. They'll go on to live another day. They'll they'll play next season. They just won't be able to sign as many superstars as they normally would. Exactly. But the lower league teams, I mean, if that, do you know, what, if they said that fourteen ninety five isn't for this match, that fourteen ninety five goes to charity, or it's going to the lower leagues of football, it's going to the English football league, and it's going to get split between grassroots all. football. Yeah, if that was the case, again, you'd probably be like, again, forty five quid a month if it's three games. I'd begrudge paying it. I probably wouldn't pay it for every single one of them, but mm-hmm. it would take away the annoyingness. Exactly. The fact is that money's going to the Premier League clubs and it's just, in my opinion, it's well out, well out of order. Apparently, the only club to vote against it were Leicester. I heard about that. Fair play to them. What am I paying my Sky subscription for? Exactly. What am I paying BT Sport? Why am I paying for Amazon Prime? Do you realise there's so many different outlets at the minute? I think Spanish football's now on a different 11 sports. Of, I don't even know what it's called and I'm, I'm just not... I already pay for three different media outlets to, to for my sport. Now they want to charge an additional 15 quid per game. Per game. If they said, right, from for this season, it's an extra 15 quid, you get all your games. Millions of people would do it. They'd earn a lot of money. Every single game, I just couldn't... Um, I'm still debating whether or not whether or not I'm doing it, to be honest. I don't know about... Ooh. I'm not doing it. Well, no, obviously he's not. <laughs> he'll see he's not in the Premier League. But if, for well, example, Sheffield Wednesday... Just say, for example, they're in the Premier League. Yeah, they're playing Liverpool. Big game. Would you, would you pay the fifteen quid? No, no. What about Palace? That's, well, that's no, a whole no, maybe, maybe I would do that. But no, I wouldn't. On, on principle, and the thing is, like, if people pay it, the Premier League is just like we we can sit here and say, you know what, we're annoyed about it, and probably everyone's going to be annoyed about it. But if people pay it, it will carry on. Do you know what I mean? If nobody yeah. does it, they'll probably think, well, actually, we've probably got a bad idea here. Let's scrap that. What about reducing the size of the Premier League as well? Have you seen that? Yeah, apparently. Is it Man United and Liverpool or something were the two behind it that wanted to reduce it to 18 teams? Why? I, I don't know. Less, when the, the ultimate games, goal in, in, this seat, in this country is to get to the Premier League and football's supposed to be about the fans, mm. you've just took two clubs and, what, 100,000 fans every week away from the Premier League? Yeah. I think Wenger's trying to change something as well because he works for FIFA or UEFA. Apparently, one of the rules he's trying to change is uh, when you take a corner kick, <laughs> um, you know how sometimes it goes out of play if it's a out swinging corner. Yeah. Because sometimes they'll cut it. That apparently, if it goes out of play, this it's okay to do that now. So you can whip the ball in, um, so it goes out of the back. Yeah. Some rules just don't need change. Like who? who what's even crossed his mind to think? Do you know what? Out of all the things in football, all the problems they have with VAR. All the things that we're going through now. Do you know what I'm going to change? You know what I'm going to look at? and spend my time on whether or not the ball goes slightly out. Slightly out on the corner. I think one of them, I don't know if it's the United Liverpool or the Wenger, and they also want to take it down to, is it 18, an 18-team squad? An 18-player squad or something like that? Or 20-player squad? So I don't know why, again, you've got more injuries. There's more. I just don't get, like... Would it be easier to manage from a coach's point of view, less players, but then you're going to constantly be picking at your under-23s or maybe your veteran squad in the future, picking <laughs> off the, the skulls and the gigs coming back down? Um, Some problems in football need looking at. There's loads of issues in football, loads of issues on the terrace. They're spending the time looking at stuff like that. Mm. That's, that is ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, it's one of them where... 
for example, if they did reduce the size, how do you implement it? Do you just take the bottom three teams now? And... No, apparently what they're going to do, I was reading about it, apparently what they're going to do is four are going to go down. Okay. Two are going to go up. Okay, bear so, with me. So the bottom four, this say, say this season. Do I calculate it? No, 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 no. I'm just... <laughs> four go down. Right, it's down. <laughs> that takes <laughs> 16. Right. Carry the one. Yeah. <laughs> and then two come up, right? The two for automatic promotion. Top two, okay? Right, okay. That takes you back to 18. We're not finished. There we go. Takes you back to 18. Then oh, apparently... <laughs> The teams in the championship that finish third, fourth, and fifth go into a four-team playoff with the team in the premiership that's finished fifth bottom. And whoever wins that, either it's a premiership team. Exactly, but the complication, even trying to explain that, I'm thinking, am I Can thinking you this one? being a fan of a team down there? Exactly. You're not going to know what's happening. <laughs> did we say, oh, are, we, are we going down? Are we, exactly. Are we promoted? Are we... Jesus Christ. Imagine trying to budget for next season, trying to make your signings for next season. Which division are we in? I don't know. <laughs> Manager and the chairman of Satsuka. So what's the plans for next year? Well, I don't really know what's happened this season. I don't know if we're a Premier <laughs> League team. I don't know if we're going down. I don't know if we're in League Two. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like some That's someone's bright idea. Someone's been paid to think of, do you know what? It ruins three teams every year. It's fans and takes money out. Some of them never come back. Let's put an extra two teams into the mix there, and why? I think your point's good. There's, there's, there's issues with football that need looking at. That, that the corner kick thing, they're just they're not problems in football. They're just yeah. unnecessary changes. That will they make the world a difference? Like you said, the problems in football is VAR out of business. Yeah, VAR. Don't tell me racism and racism. the handball decision. It's 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 there's there's so many more things that should be focused. It's kind of like okay, let's just put this lot of problems to one side we'll change all this stuff that doesn't actually need changing so uh right. yeah a bit of an interesting uh world of football it's an interesting place to be at the moment uh if there's nothing else matt and you're off script which i was quite impressed with by the way i just think it's a good idea totally um you ready to go to question time oh yeah let's do it hi welcome to question time so matt uh i'll kick us, I'll kick us off i think there's seven questions here okay Six of which are rivalry related, one of which is just an interesting fact that I saw during the week. That's good. I thought you were going to say six is rivalry related, one is based on mathematics. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, record attendance for a testimonial match is 69,591. Oh, yeah. But who for? <sighs> who was the match for? Um, Can I have a clue if you want a clue? Well, it's probably going to be something about Man United. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> the stadium was Old Trafford. Oh, I know. Okay. I well, uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, see what is it? I did. Uh, Peter Schmeichel. It wasn't Peter Schmeichel. Okay. It was Roy Keane. Roy Keane. Okay. Celtic Man United. He played as captain in both halves. Man United won one nil. Uh, and I just wanted to mention as well, all proceeds went to an Irish charity for guide dogs for the blind. Do you know um, why they had? Um, do you know why they had um, testimonial matches in the past? No, I don't know. There's a, it's just I'm so soon just to kind of say goodbye to the player. It's not okay. Go Before ahead. money took Blow uh, my mind. This is a fact, mate. You may want to write this down. <laughs> Move your calculator out there. Um, the reason actually is because before money came into football, footballers they were paid a bit more, but they weren't paid that great. And obviously, oh, okay. once you get to 35, 36, 37, the career was over. It was all the gate receipts were supposed to go to the oh, footballer, wow. and that was like a lump sum. Um, and that is the actual reason. Obviously, football's um, got a load of money in it now, so you don't need to do that now, so they can give it away to charity. But 
That is actually the reason. Wow, that's actually very interesting. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I went to Rooney's one. It just they were all there. Everyone was around with buckets. They were collecting money. Everything went to charity. So yeah, interesting fact there. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no okay, so start the show. I mentioned the El Clasico, the old firm, and the Northwest Derby. Did you? I did. Oh, that's all listening. So we've got most appearances and most goals for each one. Can you venture a guess or name them? So for the El Clasico, who is the player that's appeared most? Oh, I thought you meant Amity. T. <laughs> I was going to say they both appeared in the same game <laughs> equally. <laughs> well, which players made the most? Most appearances in El Clasico. You can have a clue. Guardiola? No. Okay. Do you want the clue? Yes. Plays for Real Madrid and he's still playing. Today. Ramos? It's Ramos. Ramos. Well done. Okay, go most on. goals in El Clasico. Messi? Ronaldo. No, it's Messi. It's Messi. Messi. Just wait. Uh, the old firm, a little bit more difficult. Okay. Most appearances, I've never heard of the guy. Who's he play for? I just jotted down his name. <laughs> Colin Andrew? No, it's somebody called Alex Smith. Oh, right. Okay. Most goals. <laughs> you get that. You could get this one. Emmett Larson? Uh, no, no. Uh, Ali McCoyst? It's Ali McCoyst. Ali McCoyst. Yeah. And then lastly, Northwest Derby. Most appearances. Have a think about it. Gary Neville? Time. No. Ryan Giggs? It was our, our man Ryan Giggs. Yeah, and the uh, top goal scorer, it's joint with three players at nine. Two of them I've never heard of. Oh, is this for Liverpool against Man United? Liverpool, Man United, top goal scorer. <sighs> Andy Cole? It's not Andy Cole. Would you like a clue? Yeah. Uh, played for Liverpool. Uh, Ian Rush? No, it was actually Stephen Gerrard. Oh, yeah. Tied on nine. The others were George Wall and Sandy Turnbull. Never heard of him. Never heard of him either. But uh, yeah, well done. I think you got. Oh, I didn't get many of them, did I? That was... No, you didn't get Joaquin. You got. Well, you didn't get Ramos. You got Messi. Got Messi. Yeah, first time. Yeah, you got one out of seven there, Matt, first time. Before we start, you'll get six out of seven. <laughs> you... I, I sort of meant you'll know six out of seven oh, yeah, of the players. Yeah. The Alex Smith. Alex player. Smith. Yeah, I just made that up. <laughs> All right, here we go. So some of these, uh, in fact, they're all rivalry based, actually. Okay. So true or false? Oh. Um, Napoli and Roma mm-hmm. have a rivalry. Okay, mm-hmm. they do have a rivalry. It's not well documented, but there is a rivalry between the two cities. Right. True or false? That disagreement and that rivalry is over pizza. It's you're, too you're half Italian. Yeah, it's too weird for that to be. False. I feel like you would have just not. It's got to be true. You don't know what's in these questions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying true. I'm it saying, is true. It's true. Apparently, no. Roma and uh, Rome believe that a pizza base should be thin, and right. uh, Napoli yeah. believe that a pizza base should be thick. And apparently, they'll, they they both fight tooth and nail over it. And that's made its way to football. That's healthy. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, can you name one player? Just one. Calculate away. That played for both. Celtic and Rangers. I don't think you guys. Do I know the player? Yeah. He's a striker. Uh, no. It was Kenny Miller. Kenny. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, if I had enough time, if we weren't on the podcast, then there was no pressure. Oh yeah. I'm feeling the pressure. And had a look online. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd have got that eventually. Okay. You should get this. Right. So I've got one out of two so far. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you got that. You yeah. did, yeah. Okay. Okay. Who played 
in the Manchester derby, the Merseyside derby, and the Old Firm derby. Not at the same time. Okay. Um, bear with me, bear with me. Yeah? I don't know. Andre Kanchelskis. Oh my god, no, I wouldn't have got that. I was thinking. Remember when he's still on the ball for Rangers? Yeah. He put like his, his salute. I remember him, yeah, that's annoyed me a little bit. Okay, next one. <laughs> True or false? Yeah. Samuel Eto'o mm-hmm. played for Barcelona and Real Madrid. False. It's actually true. Is it? Is it true? He came through the youth ranks at Madrid, played yeah. a couple of games for them, and then went on loan to Mallorca, oh, and they sold him to Mallorca. That's poor. I should know that. True or false? Mm. Paolo Maldini. Yeah. Played for AC Milan and Inter Milan. False. That is false. Yeah. No, he's just AC Inter. Okay. Yeah. Two right. two. Okay. This is the last one. Okay. So, uh, the Bristol legend has it. That the Bristol derby, Bristol City versus Bristol Rovers, obviously it's, again, it's not the biggest one, but I just found this hilarious. Um, Bristol derby actually started because an old lady couldn't decide what colour tablecloth to use for her family meal on a Sunday, whether it be a, a checkered one, blue, Bristol's kit, Bristol's uh, Rovers kit used to be blue checkered, yeah, yeah. or a red one. Um, and it, it was that intense, the, the decision. Half the family thought one side, half the family thought the other. It actually split the family, and the two families went to live on other sides of Bristol. Years later, when football actually came to came to the city, they obviously both started playing it, and they both started their own team. And one picked the, the colour of the checks, and one picked the colour of the of the red. Um, true or false? Well, <laughs> it's got to be true, but it's so ridiculous. I'm kind of it's it's so stupid that it is. It's true, isn't it? No, it's false. I, well, made, I made the whole thing up. Oh. <laughs> Lines I've wrote. Is there a possible way you would have made that up? That I has not come up. from your brain. <laughs> Lovely. Um, right. Well, on that, on that bombshell. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, good. Anything else to, uh, to mention on the uh, the old Bristol rivalry? No, no, no. Um, no. That's cracking, by the way, mate. Really impressed with that. I'm going to Google it to make sure you just uh, get it, get it online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Hi guys, just one other thing. Um, obviously, me and Adam spend a lot of time thinking of the uh, thinking of the topics to talk about. If there is anything that you guys want us to talk about, um, just feel free to message the show. You can message the Instagram page. Anything you want us to discuss, just give us a couple of days, and we will seriously consider it. So let us know. Yep, and that's a, that'll be a direct message to Team Talk Twenty Twenty on Instagram.